0: Because then I'd have to leave. Yeah, rest in rest in power, Kingo, King boy, uh, Kingu, Kingi. <laughs> um, yeah. So so, anyways, Kim Jong Un cured dwarfism, and the way he did this was he put out a a PSA of sorts. You know, when they turn your power on and you have to like go to sit down and watch TV, uh, and he said, "We've found a cure for dwarfism. Anybody who's a dwarf." Or born with this, this, and this. Get on a train. You know, walk. Whatever you have to do, we'll, we'll come, we'll help with the travel, and get to this city at this time. And all the dwarves in North Korea did just that. Parents with kids with dwarfism sent them off. They put them all on a boat. They took them out to an island on the South China Sea. They dropped them off, and they fucking left them there. They just they just rounded them all up and dropped them on an island.
1: So I like no. to imagine that like there's I a there's a coming, small man. society. <laughs> I knew that was coming, and it was still great. I knew exactly. Yeah. What was happening. it was still perfect. It's oh. so
0: good. It's like what other what other country could you get away with some shit like that? I mean, I guess their average heights kind of kind of on the low end. So I guess maybe that's
1: morally okay. Yeah, Tomlin, what do you have to say about that?
2: Um, Well, I'd like to start off first with Kim Jong-un is alive. (laughs) I know what the report said those seven months ago. They were all (laughs) lies. Second, I'm pretty sure I'm taller than Kim Jong-un. So this is like uh, how Hitler had uh, brown eyes and light brown hair but not blonde. Mm -hmm. This is exactly it. His idea of the perfect <laughs> Korean is five foot three and uh, no shorter than that. Even though Kim Jong Un is certifiably four foot eleven and a half.
0: <laughs> Did I say Un? I meant Kim Jong Il. By the way, on the dwarf story.
2: Oh, you I might have said Jong Il, but I was I wasn't I wasn't listening.
0: They're the same always... person whatever. They're basically the same guy. Yeah, yeah. Kim Jong Un. Uh, is actually like the metamorphosed version of Kim Mm Jong-il. That's what all that loose skin was. That was just his cocoon. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Majin Kim Jong-un. All right. Shall we do the intro card? I don't have any air horn sound effects. I didn't prepare anything either, but welcome to... (laughs) What episode is this?
2: Hey, guys. Welcome to episode three of the ANCAP Boys official podcast. (laughs) <laughs> hey guys, welcome to episode 4 of the ANCAP Boys official podcast. Hey guys, welcome to episode 5 of the ANCAP Boys official podcast. I totally didn't record me saying numbers 3, 4, 5 in a row. Uh, because I take this serious.
0: I was going to say, I'm fucking editing that, dude. <laughs> I we this
2: are serious. consummate
0: professionals. Yes, absolutely. Yeah.
2: <laughs> we totally don't have to... You know, make sure we get all the game awards out of our system before we start recording. I promise.
0: Absolutely not. We would never do that. That's morally irreprehensible. And this is, in fact, a Christian podcast.
2: Yes. And we're actually becoming members of the alt-left. We've, uh, we've, turned, we've turned ourselves around politically. We are now Bernie supporters. We're Bernard hmm.
0: Bros. Minus the taxes. We support everything else that he does except for universal health care. Control no, we support universal healthcare taxes. now.
2: And and higher taxes and taxes on the rich and, and on the one percent and no. Yeah, no then, not, uh, hold, hold, know, on, hold on what I've to
1: say is that we are rebranding ourselves as the Ancom Boys podcast. <laughs> Wait, Universal Health is the universe sick?
2: Oh my god, fix it.
1: <laughs> please.
0: Please, Bernie, help.
2: <laughs> Bernie. Well, my my favorite thing was when when Bernie uh, decided like, whenever it came out that he was a fucking millionaire and he had, like, like two beautiful beach homes, he was like, I didn't mean the 1%. I mean the 1% of the 1%. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I fucking respect that, bro. <laughs> Listen, we're gonna
0: push this further and further to the margins, okay? <laughs>
2: it was like, I respect that, man. <laughs> but yeah, go I'm
1: ahead. I'm just waiting for them? him
0: to, like, get a sick, like, the... Gucci belt. Dude, my yeah. favorite
1: thing, I never fucking fact-checked this story, but I saw a bunch of tips that said that the woman that, like, made the mittens that he was wearing in that fucking famous picture that became such a meme in uh, January, um, she was, like, put out of business because she <clears throat> couldn't make it affordable enough because of the taxes she was having to pay in her, like, knitting business on fucking like...
0: That sucks. Man, I don't think I like Bernie Sanders anymore.
1: Yeah, now we're I think we need to go more away from Ann, Ann Com, and now more into Anne of Green Gables. That'll be our political movement.
0: Yeah, I'm down. I don't even care anymore. <laughs>
1: Fuck it, sure. Fuck it,
0: yeah. I don't care.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited for when cable just completely dies. Same. Like, when, like once the once the boomers just start to die off in mass, it's going to be crazy, dude. Nobody fucking watches like even the concept of catching like a show at six o'clock. It like I can't even comprehend it anymore.
2: I don't know, I still watch wrestling, so...
1: Yeah, but you I can stream that live if you want to. You don't have to be watching it on TV.
2: Yeah, but I like the feeling of sitting down waiting for, for, for Wednesdays at 7pm. Uh, <laughs> oh that? boy, if to... you
0: like that feeling, like you'll love the DMV. <laughs> Alright, I know... Headphones uh, are in. Headphones are in. Yeah. Yes.
3: Where's The
2: milkmaid?
0: The milkmaid? <laughs> Okay, the milk truck has not arrived yet. Fuck okay. it. Alright, yeah, Steven's taking forever, so he's out. So you guys, you guys remember Game Grumps, right? Did you guys, did you guys ever watch uh, stupid uh, Flash, Flash animations on like Newgrounds or anything like that back in the day?
3: Oh, shit, uh, hell yeah, on Newgrounds, fuck yeah.
1: We brought up Newgrounds last time we fucking talked, too, that's funny. Oh, did you guys? Yeah, I wasn't there for that one. But yeah, I, I, I
0: still fondly remember Metal Gear Awesome. Uh, that shit was hilarious but yeah so anyway Dan from Game Grumps was being uh, put on blast pretty heavily by the Twitter crowd uh, for allegedly grooming well that's what they were saying anyway but this, the person who was claiming like oh he groomed me provided uh, text messages and some other things and basically all that happened was this person messaged him he messaged back and then and then told her happy birthday on her 18th birthday. And then apparently a couple of years later, they met up and he banged her for like a weekend and then just didn't call her back. So apparently that's grooming now.
2: <laughs>
0: I guess if you pump and dump your fans, which it is in bad, really bad form. <laughs> that's definitely bad fucking taste. Like, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> you know? like especially to your fan base who's like oh my god i love you it's like oh yeah same hey you want to meet up like it <laughs> doesn't really seem really right but it's certainly not, not illegal it's have you certainly ever been not with illegal.
3: an older man have you ever been with an <laughs> older man when was the last time you hugged someone no not your grandmother <laughs> when was the last time you hugged someone have you been hanging around like fifth graders like what the fuck kind of thing yeah the last yeah hug someone
0: oh man yeah i guess either that or depressed because it's been a really long time since you've hugged anybody
3: (laughs) and i was like jesus fucking christ but yeah it sounds more uh, like
0: some way to like bully an incel that sounds sounds like a line you would use on a on an incel that you were just like really trying to destroy all right and then the
3: I, i like that fox news is Reporting on him as a like a sexual predator, and I was like, "Yes, <laughs> Andrew Cuomo, the guy who can't even get hugs from his assistant."
2: Oh uh, yes, come actor. here, get your ass over here, give me a fucking hug.
3: <laughs> right, he, he's far more dangerous than the executive producers at Fox. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: like what? What was uh? What was Bill O'Reilly? He got in, he got in some trouble at one point. Yeah, shit, I can't even remember. I remember laughing my ass off when i when i saw what the allegations were and at that point they were several years old i was doing like some wiki like deep dive like what's wrong with everybody kind of reading you know what i'm talking about you ever do that you're just like oh hey here's a, a fucking celebrity let me just look them up and see what kind of fucked up shit they've done and there's always like a list uh wikipedia is real cute about it they just call it controversies
3: Oh, I know. I I I, yeah. I I love Wikipedia, bro. But yeah, dude, like they yeah. even made a movie about the the, the CEO of Fox, like uh, sexually assaulting uh, like a shitload of women. It started. Nice. Uh, it started the Theron. Yeah, bro. I, I don't. I don't remember when it came out. Probably three years ago now. <laughs> but yeah, it was all these women coming out against him. Yeah. And, 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 and I was I was laughing. I was like, that is fucking amazing.
0: So I just remembered a funny story. Super lighthearted but but uh, there's a there's a guy who trains with us, and he's got he's got three little girls. One older, she's like six or seven, uh and then he has a set of twins that are four years old. And the twins always just say like the craziest stuff. And he said one day he went through a drive-through at Sonic.
1: One of the one of the like, twins is like,
0: and the Fed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. They're fun. They're really they're really fucking funny, and you'll you'll learn that here in just a second. Uh, but they go through the drive-through. And uh one of the girls tells him like, "Ooh, daddy." The guy the girl, the person working behind the counter or at the drive-through is a girl and he's like, "Yeah." And she's like, "Do you like girls?" And he's like, "Well, yeah, I like your mom." And then she's like, "Do you like boys?" And he's like, "Well, I mean, I guess I like boys." And and she's like, "Do you like bad boys?" <laughs> and he's like, he's he. He said, at this point, he's like, okay, I guess I, I guess I kind of want to see where this goes. So he was like, well, sure. And she was like, well, you'd love mom's new client. And he's like, what? What makes him a bad boy? And she, and the little girl, again, she's four. She's like, he's mean to children. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, fucking. He told me that shit. I was dying. <laughs> oh my god, that's he's mean to children.
3: <laughs> I wonder why.
0: Uh. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a real bad boy. So I started telling him, I was like, you know what? He's mean to children? Yeah. Yeah, I think I do like that.
3: <laughs> wow. What's his name? You think he's looking for
0: friends? <laughs> yeah, hang out with that someone,
3: guy. Someone he can mentor?
0: Yeah, teach me how to be mean to children. I need it.
3: <laughs> it it's real easy, dude. Just let them be themselves for a few minutes.
1: yeah (laughs) yeah no just uh just let them uh let them stick their nose into youtube or something and just fucking ruin their lives that's like the best way to be mean to children yeah i I was actually i was curious about this i don't know if you guys caught the the jordan peterson podcast with brett weinstein like pretty recently right i think i was like no i haven't yeah that one was fascinating dude they they were talking about uh you know how it, it seems like a lot of a lot of millennials and you know even people after millennials like gen z in particular um they uh they have like a huge crisis of identity right that's where a lot of this the the transgender stuff comes from and like people you know you're just like identifying as this and it's kind of that postmodern thing of i'm just whatever i say i am or whatever yeah yeah and they were they were talking about how like And like for kids today and how they grow up, they were talking about like developmental stuff, right? Which is very interesting. And they were talking about how they grow up, where your your persona like online could that like abstraction could become more important to you than your real like flesh and blood physical existence, right? And that's like where a lot of these a lot of the problems are coming from today. And what was really interesting, uh, Jordan Peterson brought up is that like. You know, because kids spend so much time just looking looking at screens and watching TV. So he likened this thing where you're where, you know, people who are in their twenties and even in their thirties, they just say like, you know, oh, I am whoever I decide I am, right? Like their identity is something that they can choose instead of like, you know, a compilation of roles that are agreed upon by everybody else. And mm-hmm. he's like, that's literally how, like, a three-year-old would act. I, he's like, I don't mean to be denigrating about this. That's, that's like, how toddlers are, you know? I mean, my my son, when he was three, went through a massive period of time where he would, you know, tell me that he was Buzz Lightyear and stuff like that, right? And he said mm-hmm. that, you know, kids today, because they spend so much time with their face in a screen, they don't spend that time, like, trying on different temporary identities, right? And, and Mm. like playing around in that space so much and really having that imaginative play and it ruins their ability to like be decisive about their identity later in their life. I just thought that they talked for like an hour and a half about that and it was mind blowing. It was super good. I definitely recommend it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And now
1: that you mentioned that,
0: like I noticed, I noticed that kind of thing out of, uh, out of toddlers a lot. I didn't realize that was such a normal thing. I thought it was just like, a, oh, hey, yeah, yeah my niece uh, just s- randomly will say, no, 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 my name's Perry Winkle. <laughs> you know? I didn't realize it was, uh, it was an overarching thing, something like that.
3: Tide pod I mean, eaters, uh, tide pod yeah, kids. Yeah, the tide pod mm-hmm. kids. The ones that, fucking millennials, and I was like, no, it wasn't <sighs> us. We're the guys that thought Jackass was funny. Not the guys that wanted to cancel Jackass for it being not funny. You do see that a lot. It's pretty pervasive. Whenever you see a famous sixteen-year-olds on, uh, on Stephen and Seth's favorite app, TikTok.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh God,
3: themselves to celebrities because they get—I—I I don't know what the scale is for followers, but they get X amount of followers on there, and people watching the videos and, and liking, sharing. I don't know what the the term for sharing is, re TikToking. and, <laughs> and and yeah, that's that's a, that's more important than their own self identity because you talk to them in person and they're fucking. They're trying to do those kawaii faces, and you're just like, "Holy fucking shit! You're a fucking..."
1: You're like, loser. "Wow, that's the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life." <laughs> Dude. Yeah, oh, gross.
0: yeah. I think I think another thing that you kind of see that, like, I'm I'm still stuck on that on that parallel between three year olds is uh, when you see these people who they don't they don't know who they are. They're not being decisive about what they what they really are and how that interfaces with the world but they they also you know those like stupid little pop figurines or like Funko other pop, collectibles yeah. or like or like, like posters pop, or yeah. just weird shit or like they get into the fucking you know start trying to dress like Johnny Depp with entirely too many accessories like 15 bracelets and all this other stuff it's i think i think you see a lot of people try to replace actual personality with just collections of things you know they're like yeah i do this it's like no that's not a thing you do that's just stuff you buy like that doesn't can you can you give me something that actually reflects on you as a person like what what are your actual interests is like well i'm gay <laughs> it's like i don't think that's a personality trait necessarily i think that's just the yeah, fa- thing you're, you're doing. like
1: wow well, i really don't care about that at all uh next thing please <laughs> you know right like when you talk to when you talk to old timers like like
0: tradesmen or oh, people it. people who have like legitimate skills you know like it's it's interesting because they they will have some real shit to share with you if you know how to ask the questions but that's the thing you have to know how to ask because they're not the kind of people who are going to just show up and be like you know i um am a Pork master farrier and yeah forklift operator that's really <laughs> funny yeah but but that's but it's interesting because that's their trade that's their lo- that's their expertise and that's probably like one of the biggest portions of their life but they don't wear it on their sleeve and these days you're more likely to see somebody who has very limited experience in something go ahead and uh, and buy the hat you know buy the t-shirt yeah. You know, throw the throw the sticker on their car window and it's like you've done it Bro. 5 times, but even, it's, it's all you want. Even are.
1: back in 2013 when, when Nick and I went to Country Thunder. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many like Bass Pro Shop hats, brand new Bass Pro Shop hats I saw in the crowd. It was uncountable. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And it was funny because we had we had the most redneck fucking thing in the entire world to go and camp out in the parking lot, which we weren't technically supposed to do but they didn't make anybody leave because everybody was super drunk. We had a, a camper that we built on Nick's truck with Confederate flags on both sides and for one of them, the stars were actually dip can lids instead of painted on stars. Respect. You know, we we whitewashed the we whitewashed the roof one side we said uh country thunder 2k 13 or bust and then i don't even remember what was on the other side of the camper and then i took a hole saw and drilled it down in through one of the main support beams and we yeah, you know, when we were driving at low speed, we had an American flag that I just bought, like a massive one for like your lawn, stuck <laughs> stuck into the fucking camper. And I was expecting to see some people like that, man, some real good old shit like that, where it's just fucking fabric cobbled together with lag screws and fucking, you know, whitewash paint. And uh, there was yeah. literally nothing. Yeah. And I think the, the most the most like we are the only people with anything remotely resembling that. And the most tragic part about it all for me was there was there was this, like, there were these two chicks who were, I, they were parked pretty close to us, but I, you know, they spent most of their time, either one of them was crying or they were making out. And I don't, I don't really know what, what their deal was, <laughs> but they came up to our truck one time and like, one of them was like, country thunder or bust, like. Did you guys make that up? Like, what does that mean? And I was just like, get the hey, fuck out that, of like, here. It means that, like, if I don't get to Country
0: Thunder right now, I'm going to fucking bust. You know what I'm I saying? Was like,
1: I was like, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Please just leave. And that was, like, that was what most people were like there, dude. And it was all, you know, it was all facade. Most of them, you know, probably never fucking touched a gun in their life, you know. And they were wearing all sorts of redneck right, shit. Right, Brand new, you know. was-
0: yeah, it's pop country for you, though. It's, it's yeah, costume. it's
1: disgusting. Yeah, my oh, honestly, my favorite performance there was Aaron Lewis, not uh, mm. not anything else, right? Aaron Lewis. It was funny, because Aaron Lewis, lead singer of Stained, was the only person who had a band, a country band, that had a pedal steel guitar player up there on stage. Yeah. I mean, he, he was more traditional country than anybody else there. It was great. Oh, yeah, dude. These
0: days, it's all fucking shitty snap beats and just canned. Bro, like...
1: I've been so happy that uh, the new car that we got has uh, has all this stuff for Satellite. We started paying for the subscription. Um, Ooh. Because now I can listen to Bluegrass instead of... Yes. Hell
3: oh, yeah. Yes. And Bluegrass.
1: <laughs> fucking gangster. Tom, What you and I were talking about that last time, bro. Hell yeah. Dude. Bluegr- yeah, Bluegrass, Bluegrass is, is sick. The fucking shit, dude. Like... None yeah. of that Luke Bryan fucking lukewarm shit, dude. Bluegrass is fire. I Fuck
3: yeah, man! I'll you slap on bluegrass anywhere for me, and my dick is fucking
2: erect, <laughs> bro.
3: Hey, so I, I've got a question about a uh, about it uh, because I, I imagine they discussed identity disorder, right, on that uh, that podcast you were talking about?
1: No, they didn't bring up specifically like you know the DSM definition of uh, dissociative identity disorder. Okay. They were talking about more of it as like a general, yeah. like problem, you
3: know. Uh, do we know how that would correlate with, um, like say, uh, someone our age, an individual, would be, uh, like adapting their their identity. So yeah. someone that's like uh adapting their identity, it's 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 a like an ever evolving kind of thing. Was that something that hmm. was discussed on there?
1: Well, I mean, basically, you know, they they discussed what the definition of identity was, right? Which is something that's not just uh not just something that you decide it's something that's negotiated you know implicitly with other people right or it's part of your relationship with other people you know like i for instance like i would not be a dad which is a huge part of my identity if i didn't have kids right you can't just be like oh you know i fucking sexually identify as a dad therefore i'm a dilf like you know or whatever right <laughs> <laughs> like, so they talked a lot about that and and how uh, the problem is is that people just think they can decide that their identity is whatever they want. But they weren't talking like specifically about somebody trying to adapt to a situation. Although you could go there easily, you know, like uh, mm-hmm. like how you know how boys are treated in public education right now, where everything a more feminine way of doing things, boys are basically treated like deficient girls in the school system i mean i like a gift i was in an elementary school every single one of the girls was just like a studious girl but i don't necessarily think they were like they weren't big brain in the way that that a lot of the boys were but uh, several of the boys had like behavior problems they were you know your typical adhd diagnosable kid running around class but they were really fucking smart and yeah yeah it was sad to see how my teacher you know and my my mom graduated at like fucking she graduated high school from from a gifted high school um at like or 16 and she'd been in gifted programs for her whole life and our program was just you have to do more work it wasn't actually like a gifted program at all it wasn't interdisciplinary like the like the the brochure said it was right and uh, the girls seem to just be fine with that, you know, oh, yeah, we just have an extra three hours of homework or whatever um but the boys couldn't handle it, and uh, they all were treated terribly and got terrible grades and stuff, so you know when when boys are being treated like that, it's easy to it's easy to think like you know maybe it'd be better if I was a girl, you know, not even necessarily yeah. have that explicit thought, but If you're talking about, you know, you'd brought up that, you know, people could be adapting to a situation, like, honestly, I don't blame kids if they're, you know, if they're not brought up with the idea that their identity is something that's crystalline and not really changing that quickly, you know, not something that's just amorphous and pliable to your whims, and then they get into a situation where it's like, you know, like, it seems like boys got a pretty bad rap, maybe I should just say I'm a fucking girl. I don't blame them. Right. Well, it's, you know, it's, yeah, the, it's I mean, the especially question, given the, that's uh, terrible, dude. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's really, unless we get, uh, unless we get CRISPR up and running, right? Um, right. Even then, right. They, even then, you have, uh, you have so many years of your body's development and growth according to one template. Even if you went through your whole body and changed it to a different chromosome, hmm. it's like, and, you know probably wouldn't work out that well. he'd probably no, die probably
0: horribly, not honestly. Uh, more than likely uh, although we like I mean obviously nobody really knows for sure, but there's definitely the potential for that to be really fucking negative, and it's certainly negative now like it's it's basically the opposite of the stoic approach, you know instead of instead of dealing with the hand you were dealt and learning how to be yourself because that's the thing is it's like we don't we don't craft we do craft ourselves to a certain extent but there are portions of you that are unchangeable and and that's always going to be the case dna is one of them um you know you can you can maybe try to affect things like your epigenetics uh well you still i mean you certainly can affect your epigenetics but the the efficacy of that is still kind of up for debate Uh, but as far as like your actual genes and your actual self it's kind of hard to radically change
1: well we're all equal parts nature and nurture right uh... yeah
0: no not me I i would even argue that we're probably a larger part nurture than we are nature but the nature will Definitely, uh, definitely have like a huge effect on that as well. I think there's some people all right. that are just going right, to. Like, always...
1: Gross. Say again. All right, Rousseau. Mm. I don't. Well, I'm not really all. sure. I mean, Even I'm, I'm kind of In College, man. There was a there is a mm. there was a case that my teacher was very strong on the side of of nature being more powerful, right? And there was a case study we had to go through. Of mm-hmm. a boy that you know, his parents had been addicted to drugs, and and he was given up for adoption. And he was raised by like wonderful parents in a suburban neighborhood and stuff. Yeah, but you know, he ended up being diagnosed like you know with an antisocial disorder, and mm. he ended up breaking into somebody's house and killing an old couple during a burglary attack. Oh, well. And it was yeah. like. You know, even though this guy had such a such a cookie cutter like good childhood and supportive parents that loved him and took him in and cared for him and stuff, the mm. nature came out, right? So I honestly think like maybe you know, topically on the surface level, your nurture might be more important. You know, even if it, you know, if you're thinking about like, you know, because your nature could be associated maybe with maybe skills, Myers, your okay. like your actual Myers Briggs like personality type, right? That's something that's not mm. going to change. Right? Even though that might be expressed in different ways, your nature is not changing. Right? No, you're yeah. born yeah. into your
3: nature. You, you, you become skills. who you're going to become. Yeah.
1: You develop yeah. different skills. You get a different job. You know, I could have easily gone in and to school to be a musician instead of an engineer, and I my life would be totally different. But the the nature that's there is not changing ever. It's the baseline of my entire identity. Right. So I think that that's right. More right. Difficult like that seems kind of like one of the problems is that people seem they they seem like they can just like put on a mask or they think they can just put on a mask and throw up a facade and, and say there's something they're, they're not on not your nature and there's nothing more natural than dna so if you're gonna try to fucking argue with that it's like saying oh yeah i actually fucking identify as a chimpanzee well <laughs> no <laughs> right right
0: yeah no that makes sense i just uh no, what I what I was what I was trying to say is that maybe there, there there may be some people who are and there probably are some people who would be more affected by the nurture aspect to to a degree that would like possibly override some of that nature because uh, yeah. obviously I've known I've known a lot of people who have come from real shit backgrounds and by and large
1: they're yeah, kind of shit human beings,
0: <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean?
1: But, but even, even that proclivity mm-hmm. to be more affected by your, by your nurture, that's part of mm-hmm. your yeah, nature. That's, uh, yeah. True. Your receptiveness
3: true. to a, These adaptations, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, that's, uh, you, that's, that's built into you. And so, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. That, that's, I, I think that's a, uh, that's something that goes back into the argument, especially when it comes into uh, uh, individuals that are transgender. Um, because that doesn't mean that while they are, you know, going against, as y'all already said, their what they were born into, their born identity, the right. individual that they uh, could have become, their adaptive nature to look at themselves uh, and decide, look, this is not who I am. I was born this uh, individual. I feel a stronger identification with this other side, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, they're able to find the comfort in in there that they they couldn't find in their, you know, their, maybe their natural born identity, their their natural gender. Um, you know, mm-hmm. if they grew up in a Catholic household, uh, for you know thirty some odd years, and they're like, Oh, you know, what? this isn't for me anymore, um, so they change uh, their identification. Yeah, you know, uh, I think the reaction to that, um, you know, those those adaptations that they're going to make in their life, that's an inherent part of you know their nature and their <laughs> ability
1: to to find that comfort. And you no, know, that like that, that's funny that you bring that up actually because we were talking about how uh, like you can't really choose your identity. Right? You came to a point, like you can choose to be Catholic, but we do that by going going to fucking church and doing Catholic things. You don't just say I am now a Catholic, right?
3: Right. No. Absolutely. It's, it's through
1: your actions. It's not just. It's not just in that instant where you're like, oh yeah, I am a Catholic. You got to be fucking going to confessionals and shit, right?
3: Yeah, it's, you have it's have more to act than a just the saying. Role. Yeah,
1: it's the role itself, not just the the declaration of it.
3: Right. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, that goes into. I think that's something that goes back into these these uh, these these uh, things like gender role, you know. And I think the I, I think that that's you know a stem of the a lot of the fluidity that you know we kind of see today is you yeah. know men doing things that aren't you know necessarily manly anymore. Be that. Uh, is that's a result of, you know, technology changes or changes where people feel the classrooms are unequal, uh, kind of like you mm. were talking about, Owen. So they want things done a, a way that is benefiting.
1: Very grand, bro. Yeah, that, that's,
3: uh, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's helping out the other side. And so, you know, that, that brings me back to this, the ultimate question here, um, with individuals that are making these adaptations that are changing the way people view themselves, because of the the changes in you know our society can i in fact look at myself and decide i am hyborian
0: (laughs) well we're gonna have to ask that question question. when steven gets here
3: so we actually have a special guest with us today he's not a special guest because he's a regular guest his name is steven (laughs) steven you are our expert on hyborian man how are you doing today
4: oh it's good to be here tomorrow. thanks for the awesome introduction hope you guys yeah, are doing okay. well <laughs> i
3: really i worked so fucking hard i was so serious for so long that's the longest i've ever been serious on this fucking podcast uh, just to set up to that fucking for you, joke bro
1: that was insane Dude,
3: i was i was working so hard just to set up that one fucking line and i was like oh god <laughs> thank you it worked perfect <laughs>
2: i've uh, never
3: i've never worked hard fact,
4: call myself an expert on hyborian man but i would definitely refer to myself as a fanboy you're
1: definitely the expert of the podcast right so i actually have a question for you if i decided that i wanted to have that part of my identity as the hyborian man what actions would i need to take you know much like the catholic thing what things would i need to be doing in order to assume that that role
4: well give me a quick I rundown Step is to uh, first have your entire family slaughtered by barbarians and um, spend the majority of your young adult life on the thrall wheel.
3: Then you also have to grow to nine feet.
0: That's important. Yeah, that's
1: also. I, Drink I think I remember you bringing something up about uh, about raw. Hold milk. on, did I
0: just hear raw milk? <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yes, raw milk and uh, raw dairy in general is going to be uh, good for nine foot games. Fuck,
3: man! My parents only gave me like two percent. No wonder I'm five foot. <laughs>
4: Fuck.
3: But I um, didn't get I didn't I didn't get the pointy nipples. So why is Ben Shapiro the same height as me with pointy nipples?
4: Oh man, I think he's been drinking that homogenized milk.
3: You know, dude. I'm gonna I'm gonna level with you one hundred percent um <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but i i cannot t- tell you how like i fucking hate dairy bro like will that make me a more manly man if i start going on raw dairy
4: well the thing i've noticed uh, when i when i convince people to so like i've uh, worked with a lot of uh, lactose intolerant people And when they say they're lactose intolerant, they're like, "Mm, ice cream gives me a tummy ache. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, that certainly high sugar lactose is going to probably fuck with your tummy a little bit. But um, when I recommend... Sugar lactose
1: is actually the name of the first porno I ever acted in. Uh, Please continue. (laughs) (laughs) Did it give you a tummy
3: ache? (laughs) Multiple. He had to get it pumped anyway
0: yeah no, from, the, from the
1: other from the <laughs> other end yes it did
4: <laughs> when i when i recommend that these people try raw milk they and because like here's the thing about raw milk you can't drink a whole lot of it cause it makes you full gets you full fast um and they try it and they don't really have any lactose issues with it no indigestion no grumblies no runs so i mean there's something to be said about that But also, I just also don't trust the FDA in general, and uh, you know, I don't don't trust regulatory things on my food.
3: What does FDA stand for?
0: Fat Dick Association. (laughs) That's
3: exactly (laughs) where I was gonna go. (laughs) Yeah, uh, they took off that conservative chick from uh, what
0: is it?
1: (laughs) Toronto, yeah.
3: Yeah, bro. So I uh, no.
0: I've had I've had people ask if I'm a cop before, which doesn't make any sense, bro. You are the uh, least my...
3: cop-looking thing I've ever. seen. I know. <laughs> I,
0: I well, one, I have fucking stretched earlobes. Okay, they don't they don't let you have that if you want to work at a police department. No, but it still just... comes up. People will be like, "Are you a cop?" I'd be like, uh, cop. "No." Are you shot? Are you sure? Are You sure you ain't a cop? Be hey, like, bro, yeah, bro, what are you doing? Why in the, the fuck would you think I'm a cop? Asking like that. I just just fucking. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just around. I'm just please, like please, ta- please like please I'll, I'll be talking to somebody, and then there'll be somebody else will walk up, and I don't know them, and I'm just saying hi or whatever. And they're like, "Are you a cop?" Like, what the fuck does that mean? Is it because I'm polite? I don't I know.
1: Contrary not, to yeah. popular
0: belief, I am not colorblind.
1: Oh, oh yeah? and, uh, I don't know. If he was a real white cop, he wouldn't say something like majority minority. I'm Just.
3: I, you know, I think they should let cops have stretched earlobes because, like that, that saves you space on your uh, utility belt. You know, you, you don't have yeah. to put your baton in your in your belt anymore. You can put it in your ear, yeah. your ear.
1: They let yeah. them have stretched assholes, so you know. They let them have
0: stretched assholes. <laughs> you know, it's
1: like which is going to be more more of a like hamper on their job? Probably the asshole from how much they sit on their ass all day.
0: Well, we actually
3: have a former almost police officer, uh, Steven, Can you give us confirmation <laughs> on the stretched assholes?
4: Well, by the way, some of them uh, carry themselves. You would certainly assume that they would have
0: a stretched out.
3: And we have confirmation.
4: Thank you, sir. We appreciate you more
3: than you know.
0: <laughs> you heard yeah, it here first, folks. A yep. <laughs> Every <laughs> law enforcement officer has a dilated butthole. Yep. And now we know. And we know. Thank you,
1: you can see what you exactly. do to the people you know, in the military. Thanks to our expert.
4: I don't think dilated <laughs> is the right word for it. I think it's more like
1: yeah, you. Yeah, he sounds like a fucking cop. Yeah, you're that's right, a, bro. What? A, yeah, you sound like wow. a fucking a fucking cop would say. You're gonna catch him on a technicality.
3: Fucking five o. <laughs> What's up, you fucking pig? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, speaking of the legal system, I guess that's a good point to segue into our last Ooh. big topic of the day.
3: You can talk about Juji.
4: Oh yeah,
0: that's yeah. Right. What happened? What happened? I so. I like Juji. I think he's a funny guy. I really, I've, I, I've always enjoyed his content. Plus, being that fucking massive of a man and still being able to do like flippy taekwondo kicks and stuff like that—it's pretty badass. Yeah. Uh, I don't really know much about Tom. I just yeah. know I watched a little bit of Juji, and then I didn't watch Juji, and then I watched him again, and there was this Tom guy. So like, I don't really follow it that closely. So fill, fill us in on the history, and then we'll get into the controversy. How's that?
4: Yeah, absolutely. I'm not trying to. Air out anyone's dirty laundry. I respect their privacy to not talk about this. You know, it's all legal stuff, right? It's publicly available. So uh here's. Uh, so I subscribed to him back when uh, he was still like filming himself doing like crazy like tricking in the park and like lifting crazy weight while doing like a full split across chairs, wearing a horse mask and setting shit on fire. Like uh, that's the Juji Mufu that I remember. Um. And uh he uh needed a way to uh get some editing help channel, some filming and editing help. So I guess he hired Tom Boyden, right? And um Tom became kind of like a regular on the channel, like he was doing a lot of not only filming Juji but also like including himself. And uh it seemed for a while like that was fine. Um, up until I believe it was two thousand eighteen, um Juji ran a booth and uh, and it was uh, at the uh, Arnold Classic, I believe. And uh, all these people were so excited because, you know, Juji's a pretty popular guy in the fitness community and everybody wanted to go get pictures with him. And Tom was a sad boy um, and felt left out because everybody wanted to meet Juji and take pictures with him but not Tom. Um, so they did this whole controversial, I wouldn't call it controversial, but weird, cringy video where Tom was just on the channel complaining, and they changed the channel name from Juju Mufu to Juju and Tom. And um, Juju's just kind of sitting there in the corner, just kind of repeating whatever Tom says. And Tom's just like, Well, guys, I'm a big participant of this channel too, and I feel like uh, I deserve equal. You know, he didn't exactly say that, but it came off. And um, so time goes on. They're doing a lot of videos together. Um, they're uploading pretty frequently and regularly. They're going and meeting all these excellent fucking fitness icons across the fucking world. You know, they went and lifted with Larry Wheels and Thor Bjornsson in Iceland. And, uh, you know, they lift with my man, Eric Boogenhagen, the Boogs. Um, they have lots of friends in the fitness community. And they, you know, built this cool little home gym in North Carolina. It has, like, better equipment than most gyms that you could go to commercially. Um, well, uh, as of lately, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to the channel at all, but, um, Juji's been seeming like kind of on edge. I don't know if you guys noticed, I'm a little bit stressed out, not so happy, seeming like Tom's more of like the powerhouse on the channel, like he's running things. Um, and then January 20th, they upload their, uh, why bodybuilders don't eat vegetables video. And uh Juju just kinda of seems like Ugh, like he's just like kinda of pissed off. Maybe he's pissed off, he's just kinda of holding something back. To me he's always seemed like a non confrontational guy. Um but then they don't upload again until last week when Juju puts out an official announcement on his channel. Um that sounds a lot like lawyer talk, right? Um, but the the thing that hit me the most is when he said Uh, Working with Tom uh, has become no longer possible, or something along those lines. And to me, that was like, oh, that sounds like lawyer speak. Considering like the monetized channel they run, Gribjini together, something legal is going on, perhaps civil. So I did a deep dive uh, across the boards for Chan on uh, Fit, then I went to Reddit because there wasn't really that many good answers to Fit, and uh, I stumbled across a link to the uh, North Carolina Pub- Civil Public Records Office. I, I can't remember exactly what it's called. Searched under Thomas Boyden, found Borsotti versus Boyden, which is uh, a civil case, civil suit, um, and described in the docket portion. Let me just pull it up real quick so I don't give you guys misinformation. This was filed January 22nd. North Carolina, uh, Aberroose County. Forgive me if I'm mispronouncing that. Uh, Aaron Brasodi and John Call versus plaintiff Thomas Boyden. Now, anybody want to take any guesses of to what this lawsuit could be about before I continue?
3: Uh, it would that, be. Juji has a small pee pee, and it got it got posted on Fit, and it was it was they identified
0: it because Tom's
3: lips were also in the picture.
0: <laughs> I did That's I did gloss cool. over the docs a little bit, so I kinda have an idea. But I'll let you I'll let you carry it. Okay.
4: All right. Well oh shit. Well delivery guy got here. Hold on. Tom, how's your editing skills?
3: Um on a scale of one to ten I'm gonna say a three and a half, but I can do whatever the job is.
4: Okay. I need to just mute for like
1: I never heard of this guy before. Uh he's jacked. That's incredible.
3: Oh, yeah, Juju's fucking ridiculous, bro.
1: He's like the Hyborian man, dude. I had, my, I had my mic muted.
3: Oh, yeah, no, Juju's fantastic bye bye. at everything. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. think there's anything that he's bad at except for, you know, choosing uh, co workers. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's a shame to see um, all this happen. Uh, mm. You know, just because you, you never want it to happen to your heroes. I'm sure that there are a lot of little kids that wish they. You know, could do some of the crazy stuff he can do. I mean, he, he can do standing backflips. He can do these this fantastic uh, uh, exercises that make zero fucking sense to me.
4: Yeah, especially to a guy like John Call. I mean, he's a, he's a fucking – dude, he's such a good guy, like genuinely, you know? You can really tell by the way like, he carries himself, the way he talks to people, the way he, like, has supported Tom on his fitness journey, like, through all these years.
3: Uh, yeah. So um, from here on out, we're going to refer to Tom as T because he's disgraced the name of Tom. And, Amen. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, no, longer long, he's no longer
0: a Tom in my book. He's no
3: longer a Tom. Council Tom has the spoken. Toms of this podcast,
4: I'll just refer to him. I'll just refer to him as Boyden. How about that? Does that work? Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yep. Boyden, Repet- the, the
2: Boyden. Boyden the
4: Soiden. Boyden the Soiden. Boyden the Soiden. So the delivery guys are here. They're dropping off my power cage and barbells. I'm super happy. Ooh, um, what
3: brand of power cage?
4: It is a... Uh, oh man, if I can remember the name of it, it's...
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, it's... Uh, uh, it's... It was the only not Chinese-made power cage that they had at the fitness superstore. I
3: where's can't this, remember the
4: name. Of it. Where's the fitness superstore at? So it's in Albuquerque. Um, it's like a big like fitness warehouse where you can just test out, pick, and choose equipment that you want. They put it on a sales order and deliver it for you.
3: Well, I'm going to check them out. Okay, so uh, back to uh, Boyd and the Sword and uh, and, and Juji.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we we're, were we were just getting into the meat of what the actual civil suit was over. Yeah, yes. Take yeah. away.
2: So, all
4: right, so um, I'm just going to kind of break this down simply. Uh, to, and so the parties and jurisdictions, right? This is in the obviously the uh, Mecklenburg County, North Carolina. Defendant uh, is uh, Boyden, and the uh, plaintiffs are Aaron Bersotti and John Call. John Call is Jujimufu, for those who don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so the uh, so here's the facts that we have: uh, Plaintiff Call and Defendant Form Grip Genie. Uh, and invite plaintiff Bersotti to help run the company, right? So to break it down simply, uh, Aaron Bersotti was living in Chicago at the time. Whenever they, uh, John and uh, Boyden had uh, Grib Genie up and running, they needed some uh, third party to help run the company with them, right? So they bring her in. Uh, they, they convince her to move to North Carolina. She starts running the books for the company. They form a business agreement. Um, and the business agreement, of course, just like you know, every lawyer would tell would write one up for any business that you needed. Uh, no one's going to make any withdrawals without the express permission of all parties involved. Um, Grip Genie is a uh, is a it's, its own company, you know, so they're going to run it like a company. Yada yada yada. Um, well, around November of last year, Versody, uh is running the books and she notices a $30,000 or $35,000 deduction from the, uh, Grip genie account. And, um, so she's like, okay, that's fucking weird. Right. And, uh, questions Boyden on it. And Boyden has no idea what it's about, or he claims to be, and he, he claims that he has no idea what's going on with it and is totally unbothered with the idea that $35,000 is missing from, you know, a business, that he has uh, equal share in. Um, yeah. So, um, Bersodi calls the IRS. She gets in contact. They say that, uh, no tax cause like, um, Boyden claimed something about it being used for taxes for the company. But, but with confirmation from the IRS, um, they found that, uh, the company Grip Genie hadn't even accumulated a tax credit Of $35,000 a total. Um, So they uh, run a Wells Fargo investigation. And they come to find that this $35,000 was used to pay for Boyden's personal taxes. And uh, he denies it even to the time of uh, filing this complaint. Um, And upon further investigation, Bersodi's running the book. She finds more credits. Uh, taken from the uh Grip Genie account, and also uh, credits that have been transferred from the GripGenie Genie account to um, Boyden's, uh, uh, what is the thing that YouTubers use? Uh, Patreon, his Patreon account. Um, so they find that he's been using company funds for personal expenses, including to pay his personal taxes and fund his gambling habit. That is verbatim in the complaint. Ah, uh, they found that he had been using company funds to fly to different states uh, to compete in poker tournaments. Which I guess Boyden is actually pretty okay with the cards. He um he won. There's a video of him winning like a fucking Texas Hold'em championship with like sixteen thousand dollars in winnings. Um, but of course, you know, gambling is a bad habit. Uh, something that a lot of people struggle with. And, um, you know, he just goes deeper and deeper in the rabbit hole of using the company funds, uh, not only to fund his gambling habit, but also like door dashing food and like uh, flight tickets and all these other things, Um, which in total. Let me see if I can find the total expense Um, to the knowledge of Bersodian called defendants has stolen at least one hundred and nineteen thousand four hundred fifty nine dollars and eight cents of company funds to pay for personal expenses.
0: Like <laughs> that's uh, not an insubstantial amount of money. That's 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 pretty
4: bad. <laughs> I I mean, a six-figure embezzlement is pretty fucking serious, and I don't care who you're working for. Oh
0: wow, crazy! So it sounds like it sounds like this staying in civil court is actually kind of a favor. Yeah. You know, I mean, because this could easily go criminal, and this would be really bad. This would oh, be yeah. <laughs> really, really bad.
2: Yeah,
4: absolutely. This is uh, this is almost white collar crime, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's amateurish because everybody knows you, know, you don't shit where you eat. Huh. Okay. 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 That's sad to see. It's really scummed up.
3: Nothing cause just what you've said has moved me to tears. <laughs> oh, and how did you feel?
0: Oh. <laughs> did you
3: get moved to tears? Oh, shit. Guys- <laughs> Oh, I was uh, I was moved to tears. Especially the
2: people.
1: Oh, am I cutting out or
3: something?
2: <laughs> you literally cut out first.
1: Oh, it was like 30 <laughs> seconds, bro. It was like 30 seconds. You were delivering hard facts. You were delivering cold logic. And he cut out completely. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> oh, I'm funny. not going to repeat myself. Oh, <laughs> God.
0: <laughs>
3: oh, shit. Guys, I had so, um, my understanding based on their website did you get the inspire full cage power cage
4: that is right yeah i got the inspire
3: fuck me man what did they uh
4: what'd you pay so for the power cage originally it was like 1100 but they took 200 dollars off so i ended up paying 900 for that did you get all the attachments yeah yeah i got the the grip pull-up bar the, the detachable dip bars safety drop bars yeah. Yeah. And then I got two uh, I think it's Titan Fitness. No. It's a Troy Troy Olympic bar. Oh. Uh, Thirty so. meter Olympic bar rated for twelve hundred pounds. And then I got a couple of spring collars for safety. Yeah, spring collars.
1: Yeah, See, I, cool. I remember a long time ago you were talking about manufacturing uh, fitness stuff and trying to sell it. Uh, which one of these boys were you doing that with? Me, I made, some, yeah.
3: I made some beautiful fucking benches, bro. At the very end,
1: oh, that's great, man. That's just that's incredible. Uh, what did you were you guys spitballing any names for for companies and stuff to to take off with? Maybe we could start a Patreon. You guys could, uh, well, well, maybe DJ we could you with... know forge weights and and quit his job uh, as a split shift custodian.
3: <laughs> so
1: yeah, I'll just make hand forged uh, power racks. Actually, he could just go to school to
3: be a machine. Well, we, we had a name for the product because we were going to call it. Well, I, TJ didn't think it was, was, was is is professional um, because we're not famous. But I wanted to call oh, it yeah. morning. I wanted to call it, I wanted to call our more economic wooden line morning wood, and our oh, yeah. uh, a little more executively priced uh, steel uh, brand. Uh, we were going to call it hardest steel. You know, <laughs> both in reference to my cot. <laughs> it just did, it didn't, <laughs> seem, it didn't seem professional but yeah so you know, I, I, I was thinking you batches. guys might try
1: to uh, you guys might try to rebrand as like Hyborian Fitness or something like that Ooh, right?
0: that is good and it
1: comes yeah. with a gallon
3: of raw milk
0: <laughs>
1: yeah yeah and actually on, on the, actually, all it is is racks, a t-shirt there's like company a, there's, like a, there's a feed bag like an IV that goes right into your mouth of fucking raw milk while you're and the, actually binging yes dude we can make meme products like that pretty easy
0: yeah, glory glory hole. Hole and stuff. yeah yeah you know what i was gonna say is we just we just call ourselves hyborian fitness but all we do is sell like just regular ass t-shirts uh yeah. and they come with a card based on where you're from that tells you uh yeah, all of the closest areas no no no,
1: all the closest areas where you can buy raw milk
3: yeah but uh-huh. that's, that's basically only going to be new mexico you can't do it in texas and it also you comes could...
1: with a fucking, it comes with a little Odin necklace made by TJ on his jeweler's anvil. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Hell yeah.
0: I actually, I actually with am a, tempted a, to get a hold of a jeweler's anvil. With a with a little cock ring too?
1: Yeah, so I can make uh, <laughs> copper cock rings. No, no, combine them. Yeah. It's a Mjolnir fucking cock ring, dude.
3: Shit, but what I found out though, um, with with all the benches I made, because I made them all to specific um so I made them the exact height that they can be used for customs and uh, border protection agencies for, for their, their step training. Oh. Yeah. They, they ended up not being used for doing bench press on them. But my fat little brother and his uh, friends to train for the Border Patrol Academy as part of the step test.
1: Uh, Your little brother's going to the Border Patrol?
3: Uh, from the looks of it, yeah. So he'd be the third brother to do that, that I have. Oh,
1: How many brothers do you have? Holy fuck.
3: Uh oh yeah I don't He's think we've ever discussed two, this yeah yeah bro I've got a I've got a I've got like six brothers and one sister wow yeah sister hot uh well that depends she's 13 so Jeffrey Epstein <laughs> would say
2: yes um,
1: also <laughs> oh, oh my god that's what the podcast no, is for uh, no that's okay no, you said uh, it? I'll just you said it's okay. I'll just tell her happy birthday on her 18th birthday
3: you know what I fucked up she's 14 she's not 13 I forgot what year it is oh
1: shit. So it's you only get away from family. That's crazy, bro. You only get
3: away from more years, That's fucking nuts.
1: I was basically, like, an only child when I was younger. Having that many fucking siblings, like, I can't even imagine. I do have two sisters, but the younger of both of them is uh, eight years older than me. And yeah, the bro. older one's uh, a felon and got out oh, of jail she... recently, but... She's single? Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Asking for Seth. I mean, I'm sure she'd, she'd love to smoke some meth, so if Seth wants to bring that around...
3: Hell Yeah! <laughs> get drunk and piss in her mouth or something? I don't
1: know. Yeah, she's got two kids. Uh, you know, she's a mom, so it's, it's good. It's got, she's got all the oh, pros. So, you, so, yeah, I don't see... There's and she's no my sister, I'm sure. See. I'm sure Seth would be way into that, because it's my sister. <laughs> you know, last time he was on the podcast, he was like, oh, oh, and your voice has gotten so much deeper since the last time I talked to you. It's like, oh, damn. damn. Seth, all those fucking months this... on TikTok has made you into a horny piece of shit.
2: As a, as a, <laughs> does, your, does,
3: your,
1: does your sister have a deep voice? No, not. Well,
3: big. then he's he's probably not going to be as interested. Then he's probably going for the Owen experience. I'll just I'll
1: I'll make him a recorder.
0: A, you can just do voiceovers for. Her.
3: Yeah. Oh, that's not that bad. Yeah, just record it. Yeah. voiceovers.
0: This is something
1: <laughs> I wanted to bring up earlier see. when we were talking about when we were talking Seth, about new ground.
3: Get deeper, Seth. Get deeper, and she can just play <laughs> that over and over. <laughs>
1: <laughs> DJ, have you uh have you ever watched any uh any uh abridged anime series on YouTube?
0: Yeah, it's been a long time.
1: But yeah, I watched oh a bunch of the uh Dragon Ball Z Abridged and then yes. some of the Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. No, dude, dude. <clears> the <throat> best abridged is Helsing Ultimate abridged Oh, oh yes, God. yeah. I watched. I watched oh some of that as my well. God. I think you were the one who showed I me, fucking, actually. I, dude, I love that because that show is so. It is the definition of insanity. We have to talk about anime at least one time during the podcast. I Absolutely. love that show. It is all about how <laughs> all these people are all just insane. But then, fucking abridged is just great, 100% comedy the entire time, dude. I was laughing my ass off that whole time. Oh my god! I can't even imagine how much work it would take for somebody like in their fucking mother's basement to make these abridged series. Oh my god, it's crazy. It kind of reminds me of uh, "I'm the Juggernaut," bitch. Oh, yeah, what were they called? Yes. Um, my My Way parody. Oh, dude. Oh man, oh, the fuck Power them Rangers kids. One, the Power Rangers <laughs> one, where like. It, they're every. They're all like incredibly racist based on their Power Rangers like color or whatever, and like the fucking lobsters <laughs> like like a straight up gangster. Oh, dude, I uh, oh, I love. I'm I mean, I'm gonna watch that when we're off the podcast right now because I fuck. I haven't seen that in probably five years and too long, bro. Man. I'll put the link in this chat for you guys. to talk what we're talking about? I don't know if you guys have seen it. I know I've shown it to TJ, but it's like a it's like an entire Power Rangers episode that's that's dubbed over. Oh, it is it is existential. And you know, I one time I woke up, you know, I I got really drunk one time and I I crashed at my friend's house when we were still in high school and I woke up the next morning and I put on the TV and I was just you know, sometimes it takes me a little while to figure out somebody else's fucking TV, right, where they have like how does this remote work? What am I supposed to turn on? Whatever. I finally got it working, and I got to Power Rangers somehow.
3: Oh hell and yeah! I
1: was watching one of the new Power Rangers like series, right? It was like Power Rangers Ninja Storm or whatever, or like Samurai. Yeah, it was the Samurai one, I think, because they have all sorts of different retarded iterations of them. And the villain, the like, the villain was like an anthropomorphic like pile of garbage, like. Like stinky and like like made of trash, it was it was below Lobster Man on the fucking tier of of villain, and like it was it was just so fascinating to me because the choreography in the newer Power Rangers I only watched this one episode right, but it was like so much more intense. the The villains did like actual beatdowns on the Power Rangers, dude. It was like way more stylized. This guy, I he, the, the villain said something along the lines of, once you smell my funky smell, you die. And then immediately <laughs> picked up the Red Ranger and he started smashing him into the hood of a car and throwing him around like a ragdoll, dude. It was not like the fucking ninja flipping around with the, you know... Swinging super dumb-looking swords at each other—that I remember—it was like some fucking, it was like some Bane versus Batman shit. Like he was about to drop him on his <laughs> knee and just break his fucking back, dude. Like straight That's up, I, it was it was intense, yeah. dude.
0: So my my favorite it. my favorite thing about Power Rangers is the fact that it's just spliced together footage from several different Super Sentai series from Japan, uh, just cut together with american actors like just yeah. talking and like stuff it's it's the funniest shit ever yeah, really I, cracks I, I me up it. i don't i have no idea like if if you were to just go back in time and pitch just that i'm sure somebody would be like what the fuck why would that work but somehow it has it's great
1: absolute, absolute madman dude yeah i mean power rangers is partially why i got into martial arts when i was a kid dude i wanted to fucking do flips and kick people's faces off and shit like that and then I Hell really yeah. wanted to turn into a fucking Zorg, but that never happened, or whatever they're called. Yeah. I wanted to hop into a fucking, you know, a nice lion-shaped robot mech and uh destroy some people.
3: You can just borrow mine, bro.
1: All right, sick, man. I'm sure. working on building a mech. Think, I've been thinking about it for a long time. I feel like we, feel like we should make it viable. God, that'd be great. Can you imagine, Can you imagine how quickly the fucking government would rush to to regulate on it.
3: <laughs> I can't imagine. The government yeah. would never do something like that. Why are
0: you... They always have our best interests at heart.
3: That's the whole purpose of them. Yeah. Don't I you know look what's good Joe for you? Biden. I look at Joe Biden, I see a man of competence, grace, He's in the face of stairs, he is fearless. <laughs> When he knows their danger. When he's felt their wrath. When the the... gods of heaven have called onto him, he will leave this earth as the only man to have successfully replaced every single staircase in the White House with escalators. And that, my friend, (laughs) is a sign of not only a progressive leader, but an intellectual. A mastermind.
1: I had an audio problem. My bad. The general,
3: vibes? the generalissimo of presidential prophecy, coming to life, and that's a subject for next episode.
0: So TJ, if you'd like to play us out, go ahead. Sure thing. Uh, thank you for coming to episode either three, four, five, six, or whatever <laughs> the hell it is of the Ant Boys podcast. It's been a pleasure having you all. Of course, I'm TJ. Our good buddy Tomas, with the editing and the recording. A peach as always. Steven with us shortly, and our good nope. engineer friend, Owen. We're happy you guys were able to join yeah, us. part of my identity for sure. And Thanks. Yes.
3: <laughs> I identify as Owen.
0: And we will see you, hear you. You'll hear us on the next episode of the NCAT Boys podcast.
3: And to our loyal listeners, I'll be hearing your mother
2: tonight.